It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. As human beings, our emotions all too often drive our decisions. Question is, can we logically do anything about it? We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, we learn from Steve Gutzler, an expert on emotional intelligence as it pertains to leadership, why these two concepts, emotional intelligence and leadership, are absolutely intertwined. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. In his classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People, originally published in 1946, one of Dale Carnegie's most powerful statements was where he wrote, When dealing with people, let us remember we are not dealing with creatures of logic. We are dealing with creatures of emotion, creatures bristling with prejudices and motivated by pride and vanity. Wow. Are we, you and I, creatures of emotion? Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty logical and make my decisions that way. Except I don't. And I'm usually not even aware of it as I'm making those emotion-based decisions and backing them up with logic. As human beings, the fact is you and I make most of our decisions that way. Not just including the big decisions, but especially the big decisions. We make them emotionally, and then we back up those emotion-based decisions with logic. In other words, we rationalize. And as it's been said, when we rationalize, we simply tell ourselves rational lies. Let's not feel too badly about this as it's simply part of being human, part of our nature, part of human nature, which means that not only you and I act this way, but so does everyone else. And they're no more aware of it as they do this than we are when we do this. Of course, there's nothing wrong with emotions. They're an important part of life. They bring us joy. They make life worthwhile. So please, in no way am I suggesting that we dismiss our emotions or that we discount or forego them. What I do suggest is two things. One is that we become aware of them, that we notice them and notice how our emotions influence us and influence our decision-making processes. Often, just through this conscious awareness, we're sufficiently reminded that the piece of cake we really crave but know we shouldn't have or the person who annoys us, who we're about to give a piece of our mind, but know we need to take some time to think about it first, well, just being aware can help us to pause just long enough to logically consider whether we should give in to our emotional desires. My second suggestion is that, along with awareness, we also work on controlling our emotions rather than allowing them to control us. That is such a huge key to both personal and professional success to make our emotions our servant rather than our master. When we can control our emotions, now we're in a position to make the best decisions, both for us and for everyone involved. On the other hand, when we allow our emotions to control us, we are at their beck and call, and they will practically always cause us to act on immediate gratification, which is practically always counterproductive to our happiness. Emotions are great so long as they are second in the pecking order. Or as my great friend and one of my treasured mentors, Dondi Scumachi says, by all means, take your emotions along for the ride, but make sure you are driving the car. 
Are you a successful entrepreneur or sales professional, but you know you have the potential for even greater sales success? Reality is, most entrepreneurs, small business owners, and corporate salespeople aren't nearly as successful at selling as they could be. Fortunately, it need not be that way for you. Join me, along with my brilliant business partner and strategist, Kathy Tajanel, for two days in Orlando, Florida, and attend our Go-Giver Sales Academy. GoGiver Sales Academy will help you communicate more value to your customers, reach more people with your exceptional value, sell at full price, become objection-proof, and embrace the abundance that's your birthright. You'll work personally with Kathy and me in a small, mastermind-like environment. These workshops are limited to only 12 people, so it'll be impactful and transformational. Learn more at GoGiverSalesAcademy.com and see what others are saying. Click the link in the show notes. Remember, money is an echo of value. Steve Gutzler is founder and president of Seattle-based Leadership Quest and one of today's premier authorities on leadership, emotional intelligence, and personal transformation. He's coached, trained top executives from, and spoken for numerous Fortune 500 companies such as Microsoft, Boeing, Starbucks, Cisco, Kraft Foods, Starwood Corporation, and many others. His first ebook was titled The Two-Minute Drill, How to Be a Great Leader Under Intense Pressure. His newest one, which I just finished reading last week and enjoyed immensely, is Emotional Intelligence for Personal Leadership. His ebooks, as well as all his information, can be found at stevegutzler.com. That, of course, will be in the show notes. Steve's also a really great guy, one of these people you just really like. And I think until now, we've only communicated via Twitter. So welcome, Steve. Great to have you with us. Oh, Bob, it's great to be with you. I'm a big fan of the Go-Giver um, podcast and series and books, and uh, I've always admired you. So this is a treat for me. Ah, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, you focus on leadership through what I call the filter of emotional intelligence. First, would that be a correct statement on my part? I think so. Yeah, for sure. For years, I've you know been a student of leadership, but began to recognize that I felt like emotional intelligence was really the game changer to take personal leadership, no matter where you are, kind of mm -hmm. to that next level. So yes, for sure. Well, you know, emotional intelligence is a word we, we often hear. How do you define it? That's such a great question because I think of it as almost leadership, which is multifaceted. I don't think there's one definition, but I like to simplify it down to understanding the emotions in myself and others, mm. and really developing the whole social skill, those those interpersonal relationships. So we call it kind of the softer skill sets, but to me, it's the hard edge business leadership skill set that every leader needs today. Oh, it's the difference maker, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, in the earlier segment, I discussed how as, as human beings, we're driven by emotion, whether we consciously realize this or not, and that the key is to understand this and be able to control our emotions. Now, in your book, you relate coaching a woman you called Debbie, described as an emerging leader, a rising star, exceptional intelligence, and with a rare ability to communicate strategy. Truly, she was on the fast track but something was holding her back. Why, how, and, and what was your approach to helping her? Yeah, you know, it's so interesting because I do a lot of coaching. I've got over 20 coaching clients, and we focus a lot, Bob, on emotional intelligence. And often leaders have an annoying behavior or something that holds them back. And more times than likely, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, 
listening skills. It's going to be finishing other people's sentences. It's going to be body language. And in Debbie's case, it was all of the above. I mean, she was brilliant, but she wasn't, she didn't have high levels of Mm self-awareness. And so we focused a lot around her mood, her attitudinal exchange, that emotional exchange, what Daniel Goldman calls the emotional economy that we all hold. And whether we realize it or not, we're contagious one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about self-awareness because you just, you mentioned that uh, relating to Debbie. You wrote, uh, so I'm quoting, self-awareness is your ability to accurately perceive your own emotions in the moment. I See, I see two things hard, difficult about that. One is perceiving your own emotions because so often uh, we're not even aware of them, but also in the moment that something happens. So that's difficult, right? Mm-hmm. I think it is. And I think you have to just get very present. And I often will share with leaders that, Um, say you're in a meeting, you're in a one-on-one, you're in a a client engagement, two things are occurring. One, there's an informational exchange going on, but more importantly, there's an emotional exchange, an attitude exchange. And your high-performing leaders are keeping almost an antenna up in regards to that. Mm. So they're not only self-aware, but they're trying to tune in on an empathetic level as far as the listener and trying to read body language and and just be very aware of all of that. So it's one of those skill sets I think you grow as you mature. And, and for me, years ago, I wasn't as aware of it. Now I'm very aware of it. I, I know, Bob, you're great. At, you're a communicator. You can read a room and, and, and you can deliver information, but you're watching body signals, feedback that your customer, your client is giving you. And I think your in-the-moment leaders can navigate that, course correct, make adjustments uh, to get a successful desired outcome. Okay. And as you say, and, and, and uh, again, I'm quoting from the book because I think this is so key. Uh, when we talk about controlling and, and being aware of our emotions, this is not anger management. It's, it's understanding, I guess, the critical link uh, between taking your, your amazing knowledge and skills and, and you say, leveraging your emotions for the best possible results. That's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so fascinating to me because I read I read emotional intelligence in other people. I love to study communicators, politicians, how they handle pressure, how they handle stress. In fact, there's a lot of studies. I was reading one recent study that said that most of us can navigate our emotions about 83% of the time in our mm-hmm. working days and weeks. But it's the 17% moments when tensions rise, stress rises, relationship, you know, there's a challenge. How you navigate that 17% determines your true leadership and your reputation. So when I come in and work with teams and organizations, I'm not helping them with the 83. I go, you guys are flawless with the 83. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the 17%. Let's talk about when you receive a flame mail email uh, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to disengage for a few minutes so you can re-engage more powerfully with a desired outcome? This then leads into that, you know, we talk about that 17% and the the chapter that you wrote on emotional self-management really had to do with, with pressure. And I think that pressure is part of that 17%, right? It's not allowing our emotions to be hijacked. Yep. 
Now, is that something that you advise people can do in a precautionary way? Can you prepare for that or is it afterwards? Is it, is it both? Gosh, great question. I think it's both. I was just thinking about that this morning in preparing for our interview that don't underestimate the proactive emotional reserves you build. It has to do with how you start your day, exercise, nutrition, blood sugar levels. Believe it or not, all of those lend to a stronger emotional well-being and gives you almost like the armament for the day as you begin to triage it. Uh, so there's a proactive side, and then there's the in the moment when I get emotionally hijacked, when when I potentially could jump to judgment. And Bob, I bet you could share, I'm not going to have you, but I bet you could go back in the course of your career and say, I had a two-year engagement with a client or a, a working partner, and one moment sabotaged it. One moment derailed it. I lost just one, you know, I just, I just mm -hmm. lost it a little bit. And I, I ask leaders all the time, what is it? And they'll say it was, um, self-control. Yeah. So we, we really talk a lot about, you know, when, when you get emotionally hijacked, there's literally a physical change that happens. Cortisol, the stress hormone gets pumped into your veins. Uh, you move from your rational brain to your emotional brain. You jump to judgment. We call it fight or flight. Uh, it's all about self-preservation, retaliation, instant gratification. Boy, I'd love to retaliate with that email. But that, we talk about the 17% moments, Bob. Here's another number to keep in mind. 18 minutes. If you can self-manage those 18 minutes when cortisol is at its height and its peak, mm -hmm. you can often s salvage a relationship. Uh, redirect a conversation. My wife has a great phrase that she's used when we're, when our kids were growing up. She said, Steve, let's disengage mm -hmm. so we can re-engage more power. Uh, ooh, and ooh, uh, ooh. How, how often have you written an email and said, you know, rather than sending that, I'm going to go to lunch, you come back and go, I'm just going to change that one phrase. 99% of this is, but if I put in that one phrase and that one edging phrase, that's all they're going to see mm -hmm. and feel. And so uh, I tell leaders, disengage so you can re-engage, stop, breathe, don't push. My son's in law enforcement, and I think with all the things that are going on with law enforcement, the, one of the successful parts of his career is personal self-management under mm -hmm. pressure. You can either push into a conflict or you can, um, y you know, lower the tension. And uh, we're all in a, we're all in a battle, you know, maybe not every day, but there's not an encounter, a weekly encounter I have that doesn't have the potential to sabotage my best efforts. Sure. Well, it is, you say you lose options when you allow that to happen. When you control yourself, control your emotions, you've got options. You've always got that option open to, to, to go the direction you want. Mm -hmm. Now, can, can we manage the emotions of others, those on our, our team or those we work with? And of course, I don't mean that in a manipulative way, you know, manage their emotions, but I mean in a, a, mm -hmm. a constructive way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I do my trainings, when I do a keynote, I usually t start with the premise that you started with, emotions drive our behaviors. And we need to recognize that it will drive our performance levels. If I feel good, I'm going to do good. If you create an environment where people are feeling good and they're feeling at their best, they're going to perform at high levels. I need to learn to self-regulate and emotional self-management. 
and and know the physical signs. Like my heart will start beating, my palms get sweaty. My wife says, Steve, you got a really interesting vein that pops up in the side of your temple <laughs> <laughs> when you're emotionally hijacked. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's literal physical signs. They're, they should be like warning lights, and that's not the time to act. Uh, if I can disengage, if I can give time and space, if I can stop and breathe, take a walk, regroup. Uh, I use a phrase in our trainings called play big. Play big. Don't play small. Don't push in. Play big. The next component, which you touched on, is emotional management of others. And it's simply this. When a person's in a hijacked state, Bob, you know as well as I do, logic and reason does not solve the issue. Mm-hmm. That's our tendency. Let me give you more information. Let me tell you, you know, where you went wrong. And when they're in an emotional state, they're thinking from their emotional brain, and it's all self-preservation, fight or flight. Uh, they're narrowed down. They're not thinking with their rational. So <clears throat> I always tell people you have to help manage their amygdala. The amygdala is that portion of the brain that hijacks us. Mm-hmm. And uh, there have been a lot of times where I've said, you know what, there's, and I'll acknowledge the emotion. There's a lot of emotion around this discussion. Why don't we take a break? Why don't we regroup and address it tomorrow morning? Yeah. Well, and you say uh, emotions are what? Contagious. They're contagious. And so uh, I often don't schedule, uh, you know, those courageous conversations at the end of the day when your batteries are low, emotions are thin. I like to have tougher conversations on the front end of a day when people have good, strong, you know, they have a breakfast, they come in, they're fresh, they can see clearly. Uh, I think there's a lot of different common sense things we can do to help manage others, um, honor their feelings, uh, you know, give, give people a break and don't, don't be so harsh on them because we all make mistakes in the heat of the moment. Well, you know, there are more principles in the book that you discussed, and we don't have time for all of them, but I suggest people get the uh, get the ebook. It's free, and it, it's really a fantastic one. But let me ask, how did things turn out for uh, Debbie? I was really rooting for her. <laughs> she was, oh man, Bob, it was amazing because I came in, we did a coaching session. She really went to work on it. And I'm, I'm going to say, oh, let me share this with your listeners in closing. If people really want to improve their emotional intelligence, two things. You can't just go read a book or take a course. You've got to kind of dedicate yourself to really improving one of the competencies, whether it's self-awareness, um, self-regulation, empathy. Um, people, people skills, listening, it may seem so basic, but commit to it. And then the second thing that Debbie did, which was awesome is she went on a listening tour and she got actionable feedback, actionable Intel feedback from colleagues, people over her. And we found a few threads of areas where she could improve. And she went to work on improving those. Mm. And uh, Debbie, Debbie's a superstar. I mean, she uh. has truly, she just wasn't aware. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't aware. And, you know, um, I've heard a lot of leaders say with greater awareness come better choices with better cha- choices, far better results. Ooh. And so she's, she's aware she's making good choices and the results are, uh, extraordinary. So um, the good news is everybody can grow their emotional intelligence, Bob. Steve Gutzler is author of Emotional Intelligence for Personal Leadership. To download this resource for free, as well as his other resources and for personal coaching, or 
To schedule Steve to speak at your next conference, visit stevegutzler.com. That will be in your show notes. Steve, I hope everyone listening downloads your ebook. They'll benefit just so greatly from reading it as I did. And thank you for being with us and best of continued success to you. Thank you, Bob. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much. The big lesson I learned from Steve is that emotional intelligence and leadership are very much connected. Develop your emotional intelligence and you'll find you have a true edge both business-wise and personally. Is this something you can work on? I know I can. In fact, I think this is one of those things that continues to be a work in progress. How do you do in this regard? Please feel free to write me at bob at berg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the new expanded edition of the book. And while you're there, check out John David Manns and my latest book, The Go-Giver Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.